there are two things that you come to realize that may be hard truths as a homeschool mom. Number one, your house is going to wear out faster than everybody else's because you live there all day. And number two, everybody wants to eat all the time and it's your job to feed them. Hi everyone, I'm Pam Barnhill and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers beat burnout, create doable systems and bring more joy to their homeschool days. Welcome to episode 48 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Okay, this one is all about how do we get the meals on the table when we're homeschooling all day? Because this question comes up a lot as I speak all around the country. What's the easiest meal? What's the best meal? And we're going to be talking about it. Now, before we do that, though, go check out our course, Homeschooling with Purpose. Now, this is a course that I made with Colleen Kessler and Jamie Martin of Simple Homeschool. The three of us got together and made this course all about the homeschooling lifestyle. How do you live the homeschool lifestyle? How do you get food on the table? How do you keep the house clean? What do you do when you have kids who need to go to therapies and appointments? How can I make homeschooling enjoyable and doable for my family? And it's open right now. We're doing a live run of the course in October, and we would love to have you join us. So go check out homeschoolingwithpurpose.com. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about meals. I just wanted to give you a few quick tips on getting meals on the table. And I've got three for you. So the first one is to have a plan. Now, don't groan at me. It's like, oh, if I had the energy to make a plan, I'd actually have the energy to make meals. But the fact of the matter is, it doesn't have to be a complicated plan. Even a simple plan is going to help you out. And here's what we know. Most people in our family do not mind eating the same things over and over again. Now, they don't necessarily want to eat tacos five nights a week, you know, like five nights in a row, but they're fine with eating tacos five times in a month. The same with things like spaghetti or sheet pan chicken or burrito bowls or something like that. So any of those things can be eaten over and over again by the people in our family as long as you spread them out a little bit. So when I say make a plan, what I really mean is list out your favorite foods that your family likes to eat. And if you've got about 10 meals, put those 10 meals on repeat. And the great thing about this is you're going to be able to shop the sales when things are on sale at the grocery store because you're going to know exactly what you're going to make. Now, another thing to think about is it's okay to throw in a really fun meal that you've never tried before, a recipe that you found on Pinterest or something, but make that something that you do every two weeks. So you plug your meals into your little calendar and then every couple of weeks you plug in one new recipe. And so that's gonna keep things kind of fresh and exciting. But for the most part, you're making the same things over and over again. And this is totally stuff you can make with your eyes closed and you have it planned out. Now, for things like breakfast and lunch, there are a couple of ways that you can go about this. One thing you could do is you could say, you know what? It's cereal week. We're going to buy a couple of boxes of cereal and we're going to eat cereal all week long. Next week, it's pancake week. 
I'm going to make a big patch of, uh, batch of pancakes on the weekend. We're going to eat pancakes all week long or uh, waffles or breakfast burritos or egg casserole or something like that. And so you could just eat it for a week and then the next week switch to something different. That's how you make a plan, but you also have a little bit of variety. Or you can do like my good friend Don Garrett. She would do make ahead breakfast the night before and she did the same thing every week on the same day of the week. So what I mean is every Monday night, they would have a German pancake. So she would make the German pancake up Monday night, throw it in the fridge. Tuesday morning, she would take it out and throw it in the oven and it would be ready to go. And so the next day, they always had quiche. And the next day, they always had cinnamon rolls. And so every Monday was the same meal. Every Tuesday was the same meal. Every Wednesday was the same meal. And she just put it on repeat. So they ate the German pancake every single Tuesday, but it was something they looked forward to because they hadn't had it since the following Tuesday or the previous Tuesday. So that's something that you could do as well. Another thing for breakfast is what things can you find that your kids can make for themselves? So one trick that we learned early on when my kids were even just seven or eight years old is we could get those little packs of instant oatmeal or You can make those packs of instant oatmeal yourself. Just search it up on Pinterest. Takes a food processor, some oatmeal, maybe some dried apples, some cinnamon, uh, a little bit of brown sugar. So you can make up the packs ahead of time yourself if you would rather do that. And your kids can make those using hot water from your Keurig. So if you have a Keurig machine, the water there is hot enough to cook those little instant oats um, and they're super yummy. Now, when your kids get older, my kids love making cheese grits in the microwave before they were too old to cook an egg. Eventually, they're going to be old enough to cook an egg and they can do that. Another thing to think about is you've got the five or six-year-old who wants to get their own cereal take some of the milk out of the large container, put it into a smaller container so that child can grab the small container and easily pour it without making a big mess. So set your kids up for success on things like making their own breakfast and even making their own lunches. And I know some moms who do make lunches up ahead of time so that all they have to do is grab them out of the fridge during the school day and eat them and it doesn't disrupt the school day. We never did that. We always just kind of, it was always a good time to take a break. For the longest time, dad came home during lunch and we would just take a break. But, you know, it's a great idea. If lunch stops your momentum and it's easier to make lunch at a different time of day and just grab it, do that. Which leads me to my next tip. Number two, prep ahead. Now, I am not talking about huge, elaborate meal prep where you're making 40 freezer meals or you're spending the entire weekend exhausting yourself. That's not what I'm talking about here. But I'm talking about simply thinking about what is my hardest and worst time of day. For some of you, if you have kids who are anywhere under the age of six, it's probably four to five o'clock. That is not so affectionately known as the witching hour. And for some reason, kids just kind of lose it at that time of day. They kind of start melting down. And so it's a really tough time for most moms. And it's also exactly the time we need to be cooking dinner. Actually, they're probably melting down because we're in the kitchen trying to cook dinner. 
So if that time of day is really tough for you, do everything you can to avoid having a ton of work at that time of day. Try to do your prep in the morning by putting things in the crock pot. Or I know of one mom who after her kids go to bed at night, she spends just a little extra time in the kitchen putting together tomorrow's dinner and putting it into the refrigerator. This would also be something you could do if your husband's willing to go give the kids a bath or something like that. You're cleaning up the kitchen. You can be prepping tomorrow night's dinner and putting it away. Try to think of yourself as a sous chef for your future self. What can I do as the sous chef for my future self to make my future self oh so happy? then it doesn't seem quite so hard because you're doing it for you. I know it's a lot of work. You're tired. You want to go to bed. But think about how happy you're going to be the next day at 4.30 when everybody's melting down and all you have to do is take something out of the fridge, slide it into the oven, and it's ready to go. Now, another thing you can do to prep ahead is do some easy freezing. So not big productions, but can you make one to eat, and make one to freeze at the same time. So tonight, we had pasta bake for dinner. Very easy, simple recipe that everybody at my house really loves. I love the fact it's also meatless. I don't put meat in it, so we can have it any time of year. And it is just so easy to make two at one time. So when I make this recipe, I double it, make two of them, and throw one of them in the freezer. Now, I don't do that with every single recipe that I make, but whenever I can, it's a good idea to do it. Then one night when I'm feeling especially tired, or I know I've got something going on that I'm going to be busy, all I have to do is pull it out, thaw it during the day, and throw it into the oven at night. So make one, freeze one, anytime you can do that. And then the other thing to make your life easier is prep some meal parts. So we don't want to spend all of our Saturday doing these big freezer preps necessarily, but what we can do is go ahead and brown up hamburger meat. We can go ahead and if you make meatballs from scratch, I have in the past, I do not right now. I'll get to that in a minute. You could bake up all your meatballs and go ahead and bake them up on your uh, on your sheet pans and then flash freeze them. So flash freezing is where you lay stuff out on a pan where it's not touching. You freeze it until it's just starting to get frozen, and then you can put it all in a bag and it won't stick together. You can do that with meatballs and waffles um, and onions and celery and different things like that. So make some of those things ahead of time. Go ahead and cook up some chicken ahead of time. Use your blender to uh, shred it and then freeze it in freezer bags as well. So anything that you can prep ahead and freeze ahead, cut up celery, cut up onions. I tend to do this most of all when those things are about to go bad and I'm not going to use them. Those are the kinds of things that you can do ahead of time to make your life easier. Which number three is kind of a continuation of this. Use shortcuts. Any kind of shortcut you could use is not a bad shortcut. So go ahead and order your grocery pickup. Go and pick it up or for a small fee, you could have your grocery actually delivered to your house. When you're homeschooling, a lot of you are also working from home. This is a good way to spend your money, is to buy yourself back a little bit of time. Also, 
a meal prep service. Now, I'm not talking about the meal kits that are delivered to your home. Those might be easier. You still have to follow the recipe. But instead, are there places that actually cook the entire meal? And for a price for the week, you can get three or four different meals that you just throw in your fridge and later you put them into the oven or throw them in a skillet or a crock pot and you are good to go. So those are other things that you can look for as well. Those made ahead meals that you can go and pick up. And then have a couple of easy, easy meals that you can throw together in just a few minutes. Even meals that you could do in the crock pot in the morning. So this is one of my favorite things. I throw in some chicken and some salsa. You could even do it from frozen in an Instapot and it cooks all day and you've got some great shredded chicken with salsa, a little bit of taco seasoning, makes a wonderful burrito bowl or burrito wraps or something of that nature. So have a few of those in your back pocket as well. And then finally, remember that you can only pick two. So if you are going to be homeschooling your kids and working or homeschooling your kids and tending a new baby or homeschooling your kids and keeping your house really clean, then you're probably not going to be able to make gourmet meals. If you choose the gourmet meals in the homeschooling, then something else on that list has to go. You can only do so much at any one time. So give yourself some grace. Hopefully some of these tips were helpful to you. If you would like more information uh, and links to some of my favorite resources for meal preps, come on over and check out the blog post for this episode of the podcast. That's at pambarnhill.com forward slash TMBH48. We'll have a few resources for you over there. And until we come back next week, keep on homeschooling.